IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. It's season number two in 2022 for Pit Pass Indy as we speed ahead into the new year of NTT IndyCar Series action. Our special guest in the first episode of season two is celebrating the 25th anniversary of his IndyCar Series championship. It's 1997 Indy Racing League champion Tony Stewart. Before he went on to win three NASCAR Cup Series championships and become a Cup Series championship owner with Kevin Harvick in 2014, Stewart was an IndyCar racing star. In 1995, Stewart became the first driver in history to win all three United States Auto Club national championships when he won the Midget, Sprint, and Silver Crown Series all in the same season. That made him the perfect fit for a step up to the new Indy Racing League in 1996 as the original goal of that series was to promote grassroots oval track drivers from the United States. Stewart won the Indy Racing League Championship in a 10-race season in 1997 that also included his first career IndyCar victory at Pikes Peak International Raceway that season. He won two more IndyCar contests in 1998 with victories at Disney World and New Hampshire. Stewart finished third in the standings that year with Kenny Breck winning the championship and Davey Hamilton second. Stewart traded in his IndyCar for a NASCAR Cup Series car in 1999, setting a then-rookie record with three wins in his first season at NASCAR's top level of stock car racing. Stewart won Cup Series titles in 2002, 2006, and 2011. He retired from Cup Series racing as a driver following the 2016 season with 49 career wins. Stewart remains as one of NASCAR's top Cup Series team owners, and this year he started an NHRA drag racing team for his wife, Leah Pruitt. He also owns one of the top grassroots operations in racing, Tony Stewart Racing. Stewart continues to drive race cars around the country in various divisions at the grassroots level. I interviewed Stewart at the famed Yard of Bricks at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on December 10th, 2021. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy. Today, we're proud and honored to be joined by three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion and 1997 Indy Racing League champion, Tony Stewart. Tony, we're standing at the same yard of bricks and fence that you climbed up after you won the Brickyard 400 in 2005 and again in 2007. Special place to you. What does the Indianapolis Motor Speedway mean to Tony Stewart? 
Well, it's the holy grail to me, but it's it made me smile when you were talking about where we're standing because it's it's no different than when you're little kids and you want to go to the playground and play on the yeah. swing sets and everything. That's kind of what standing at the Yard of Bricks is like for us as an adult. It's uh, it's cool to be here, obviously, and, uh, you know, Indy's just been a place that ever since I was a little kid, I mean, when, when you got done at school in the month of May before school was out for the year, you ran home to get the TV on to watch the coverage of what was going on in practice and, and uh, making sure you saw every bit of action you could see for the month of May. I remember you telling a story after you won the Brickyard 400 about when you were a little kid, you were on the bus trip from Columbus, Indiana with your father, Nelson, and you were sleeping up in the luggage compartment area. How old were you, and what was the group that was coming up with you? I I don't remember. I mean, it was just kind of a regular, I guess, like a Greyhound-type bus, but it had the luggage area above the you know, like an overhead compartment on an airplane. And uh, I remember my dad put me up there because it was so early in the morning when we left. And then it was pretty rowdy on the ride home. And that, that seemed to be a pretty safe place to, to get me away from everybody. So I, I think I was five years old when we when we had that trip. But uh, I just, I don't remember much about the bus ride. I just remember being at the racetrack and how much, you know, I'd always loved motorsports ever since my first memory. And, uh, you know, to be there, to be at Indianapolis the first time, even at that age, and see cars running around here at over 200 miles an hour was unbelievable. And then in 95, you came back, you were in A.J. Foyt's pits. You were a USAC national champion in all three series that time. At that time, you were, I believe, the first guy to win all three championships in the same year. But what was it like to actually be in pit lane at the Indianapolis 595 when you were still pretty young? Well, the, the night before, we ran the night before the 500 at, at IRP. So uh, to run the midget race and then to have to be here at 6 in the morning the next day was a little early for an open-wheel driver. But uh, unfortunately, that was the year that Stan Fox and Eddie Cheever had the big crash in the short shoot between 1 and 2. So you get here early, you get all the excitement of the race, and, and your race lasts 10 seconds, and it was over. But it was such a cool experience on multiple levels to just be at the race, A, B, to be a part of a team, but C, most of all, to be a part of A.J. Foyt's team was was such a, an exciting deal. And then to, to not even realize that at that time, in, in 365 days, you were going to go from being a crew member that, that the race lasted 10 seconds to starting the race from the pole the next year. Yeah, one year later, you're starting the pole for the Indianapolis 500. You set a rookie record, most laps led by a rookie at the start of the Indianapolis 500. You had a dominant car that day before the Buick engine blew up. How strong was that car? If it made it the whole day, we were going to win the race, no doubt. So that that was, I believe, that was my best opportunity to win the Indianapolis 500. We, The car was so comfortable. We had so much speed. And I remember Larry Curry going, back it down, take care of it. And I had the, I had the boost knob backed all the way out. Uh, I was trying to lift on the entry of turns one and three, just trying to take care of everything. And uh, unfortunately, the motor didn't make it, but we definitely had the car to beat that year. Uh, it was stable. It was fast. It was great in traffic. Uh, it just, that was our day. Just the, the, the motor didn't make it. Even though most people know of you as a three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, how special is it that you won that 1997 Indy Racing League Championship as a driver. <laughs> it was huge, and and not only to win it, uh, but the guy that we beat to win it, Davey Hamilton, who's a good friend of mine. We, we both came from the open wheel ranks, and you know we we both talked about it before the race started. Thought about you know what we had done 
in open wheel racing and him and super modifieds on top of that to get to the level that we were at in the Indy Racing League and racing against guys like Roberto Guerrero and Aliseo Salazar and, and guys that had been involved in IndyCar racing for quite a while. And at the last race, it was down to two open wheel guys that raced sprint cars and midgets together uh, for a championship in, in IndyCars. We thought that was both pretty special and uh you know, to accomplish that goal. I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, I thought if I can make a living driving midgets and sprint cars, I, I'd be happy. And then there we were winning a championship in 97. How much pride do you have in being as diverse a driver as you are to be able to win in anything that you got in? I'm pretty proud of that, mainly. And it wasn't, my career wasn't patterned off of anyone, but the older I got and the more that I started accomplishing, the more I realized how much uh, it paralleled my hero, A.J. Foyt, and what he was able to do in motorsports. And I, I do take a lot of pride in the fact that after all these years, you look at all the different cars and, you know, recently got married and my, my wife, Leah Pruitt, who is in top fuel driver in NHRA, we were walking through the PRI show and, and we were walking down one of the aisles and I'm like, I've driven one of these and I've driven one of these and driven one of these. And she finally goes, stop. She goes, just start pointing out the cars you haven't driven. So it was, uh, it is, it is a, a level of pride. Uh, like you mentioned that, um, you know, I'm proud of the, the cars that we were able to get in and, and somewhat figure out pretty quick. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. We're standing at the Yard of Bricks at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and how special is that area right there to you as a racer? Like I said, you, you think about a child that goes to a playground and how excited they get to go play and, and to stand out here and to think about all the laps that we've went across the Yard of Bricks and thinking about the history of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and all of the drivers, all the great 
drivers from the past and, and thinking about the drivers of the future that are going to get a chance to compete here. It, this is sacred ground to me, and this place has always been that way. I, I, I literally grew up 55 minutes drive from here, and uh, every time you turn off a of 16th Street to go, go under the tunnel in the short shoot in one and two, it bring it gives you goosebumps and the hair on your arms stand up because it is just one of these places that you know, I think people look at it at surface value when they come here, but someone like myself, I think about all the history and think back uh, in the early days. And, and, you know, I'm not as big a historian as Donald Davidson is, but when you when you get a chance to slow down and you think about all the history of what's happened in different significant moments in the history of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, when you do get here and you think about that, it, it is a very humbling moment to be a part of. Now, you're a race team owner, both in NASCAR and in NHRA now. We're here today to announce uh, Mahindra Tractors being the sponsor for your Cup Series team and also the midget that uh, Chase Briscoe drives. What's it like having them on board now? I don't think you could find a more organic sponsorship and partnership than, than what we have with Mahindra. I mean, I still have my 400 acre ranch in southern Indiana and use heavy equipment all the time. So to have a partner that is now willing to bring me brand new equipment and let me tear it up on my ranch. And the hard part is it's hard to tear up a Mahindra tractor. They, uh, they're definitely the tractor of tough for sure. So, uh, but to have a partner like that, that we can every day when I'm home, if I have time and I got work to do on the ranch, it's really neat to sit there and have that connection of, it's not just a paint scheme on a car and people that show up on race weekends. This is a product that I will use every day on my ranch when I'm home. You and Wilbur Shaw are considered the two best drivers that the state of Indiana ever produced. You've got a Hoosier driving for you, Chase Briscoe from Mitchell, Indiana. How good can that kid be? I think the sky's the limit. I, the great thing is he, uh, I don't think he has to work as hard at it as I had to. He he just has a natural ability and and he has a calmness about him that I didn't have when I drove. He's uh you know he's pretty methodical about what he does, but he's he's good at pushing the envelope and pushing the cars to to the limit, but at the same time uh you know we watched we've watched his career and his path and watched him in open wheel cars and and he had a very similar stint in the Xfinity series like I had. I crashed a lot of race cars till I figured it out. And Chase was the same way. But, you know, when that light switch kicks on and you finally see that they're sorting it out and you're like, all right, now we're getting ready to really see a show and see what they're made of. You retired from NASCAR, but you certainly didn't retire from racing. So what's it like being Tony Stewart now? I, somewhere in the equation of retirement, I must have read the line above it or below it in the yeah. dictionary. I, I've screwed up retirement big time because I'm literally as busy as I've ever been in racing and in life in general. But, uh, you know, this is what I do. I mean, this is what my life is. And, you know, I, I can't think of anything more than, than being a part of motorsports and auto racing. And I love every aspect of it. I love all the different divisions, uh, you know, obviously now getting involved in NHRA. Uh, it set the hook on me last year when Lee and I started dating. So uh, everybody thinks she pushed me into this. This was a decision I made. And she goes, are you sure this is what you want to do? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I love this. So I, I love adding it to our portfolio. It's not taking anything away from what we're doing. It's just neat to add another discipline that's different than what we've done before. I like new challenges. Yeah. And also, you have a deep love and uh, reverence for the history of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Indianapolis 500 Last night, we lost a great one, four-time winner, Al Unser. What does that mean to you? Al Unser was one of the true legends and, you know, one of the great drivers in the history of this place. 
Yeah, it's definitely sad. It's, uh, you know, like I said, when I would go home from school every day when I was, uh, you know, elementary school, junior high, high school, you, you saw Ellenser all the time. And uh, to get to know him and, and spend time with him, talk to him on the phone, uh, and to lose him is, is very sad, but it's... Um, it makes me appreciate the time that I did get to spend with him, uh, the memories I've had, the conversations, the laughter, uh, the advice that I got from him. Uh, and most of all, everybody knows I have a helmet collection that I'm proud of. When Al sent me a helmet from his personal collection to, to me, for me to have, that was, uh, that's something I'll cherish the rest of my life and, uh, you know, appreciate guys like him that, you know, Al was still from that old guard that, you know, his last Indy 500, he just showed up at the last minute in Penske's car, had a Columbus sponsor with Cummins on board and goes out, wins the race. And he's like, all right, I'm going home now. And they don't have badasses like that much anymore. He's back home again at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion and 1997 Indy Racing League champion, Tony Stewart. Thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass, Indy, and good luck with uh, all the ventures that you've got in 2022. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, it's been fun hanging out with you today, bud. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, 1997 Indy Racing League champion and three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, Tony Stewart, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.